Hello, and welcome to the In the Word podcast. This is the podcast that will help you to understand God's Word, build a stronger relationship with God, and develop habits that will help you love God and others better. And now, here's your host, Trevor Pope. Hey, what's going on, family? I pray everyone is doing well that is listening to the sound of my voice. Listen, this week, we have a special guest, uh, a returning guest, my brother, Pastor Christian Rose, and I'm just thankful for him being here on today. I know I told you guys that we would be talking about the documentary, Love Cost, everything. We were supposed to also have uh, Pastor Terrence Matthews on. You guys remember he was on and he was talking about, you know, how he was in the fraternity and, you know, the things that God showed him about the fraternity. So, you know, he was no stranger to the podcast. And I really wanted both of them on to just have this conversation about the documentary, Love Costs Everything, and just dealing with, you know, Christian persecution from two pastors' standpoints. So uh, once again, my brother Christian Rose is here. Pastor Rose, how you doing on today, my brother? I'm doing, I'm doing fantastic. God is amazing and i'm just grateful to to be on your podcast again man it's always a privilege oh man it's always a blessing to have you man and it, and i wanted to really talk with y'all brothers man about this because i thought the documentary you know it was really touching um you know it was really encouraging to me because you know the way it came about you know we all talked about it you know amongst ourselves in the group and with a couple other brothers and i just thought you know that I would have you two brothers on and just kind of share. And and hopefully we're going to get Pastor T on, on our next uh, episode and we can all, you know, dive right back into it and even touch on some other things. But yeah, I just wanted to get your perspective, man. Um, and it's funny, I didn't even realize until recently that the documentary is 11 years old. I thought it was something new, you wow. know? Um, yeah. When my friend Lou told me about it um, and I watched it, I just thought it was something new that, had came out, but it wasn't until recently. Like, man, I didn't realize it was 11 years old. So I just, you know, just seeing that, I'm like, man, I wonder what, you know, these pastors and the different people that went through some of the things we saw in the documentary, you know, where are they at now? What's going on with them now? You know, you know, hopefully they're not dead, you know, because some of them were still being persecuted. But the first mm. question I wanted to ask you was, what was your initial thought you know, when you watch the documentary, like how, how, you know, what did it say to you? How did it touch you? Like, you know, what, what was, what was the emotions, you know, all of that. Mm. Yeah. I, I immediately, you know, the way the documentary opens, um, you, you don't really know what's going on and, and, you know, the camera's following and eventually you, you see that there's this man being beat and, um, you know, he's crying out to Jesus and, and it's like you know wow like you know you you know that the bible warns that persecution can come you know this is something that people lose their life over like all in different parts of the world um but that opening man it just really you know, like brought it home like you know like it really does happen and this is what it looks like you know and and this is what it you know, this is what, what that experience is like. And it, it, it was just very jarring. It kind of woke me up to the reality of it, you know, because mm -hmm. here we talk about, you know, we have, we have, um, you know, evangelical Christians and, 
you know, we're always very concerned about our freedoms being infringed on. And, and yeah. that's a reality. Like, that's happening. Like, we see, you know, the way the government is changing and, and diff- different things that are being implemented. We know that little by little, they're trying to strip away certain freedoms. Um, but still, <laughs> nothing compared, <laughs> right, to what we see taking place in a documentary. And, you know, and it, certainly at different times in the documentary, I was just on the brink of tears, you know, it's just very, very powerful. Yeah, no, it, it, it definitely was. And you're right. Um, you know, sometimes we hear those stories, um, you know, about what go on in other countries, um, with people evangelizing, you know, street preaching, um, just, just believing in Christ. You know, um, I think somebody, uh, was telling me today that they saw that where the Bible, I believe was banned in like 52 countries or something like that. And I was talking to a friend wow. of mine and I was like, man, you know, just the fact that they don't want to even see the Bible, you know, let alone to see what was going to happen to you. If they see you with a Bible mm. um, or just in the street preaching the gospel. So yeah, yeah. Same here, man. Um, and I think that particular scene, especially when they revisited it, you know, in its entirety, when they talked to the pastor and he kind of told his testimony about what happened with that. Yeah. That was one of the things that hit me real hard because Mm. to see him, first of all, you know, first of all, to see how he was so excited and, you know, to preach the gospel and, 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 Mm. you know, so loving towards the people, he didn't even realize what was happening. You know, he's sitting there witnessing to these guys and they're like, you know, mm. should I hit the pastor? He, he still ain't really getting it. He's like, right. should, he, should I hit the pastor? You know, because his mindset is, oh, these are potential people to bring yeah. to the Lord, you know, yeah. and to see them, you know, one of them say, yeah, and then they hit him and then for them to catch that on video. And I talked about that, um, you know, in the podcast before last, when I first mm. started talking about the documentary, how to see him being beaten and start screaming, Jesus, Jesus. It's like that situation where, you know, you see grown men or women when they're in trouble screaming for their mother. You know what I mean? Mm. You know, somebody that reminds you of security and love. It's like he screamed out to the one, the the one and only one that he knew that could save him and help Mm. him. And it kind of, you know, I talked about too, how it kind of reminded me of those dreams that, you know, many of us have experienced with it where it feels like something's holding you down in your bed or yeah. while you sleeping. And the first thing you do is Jesus, Jesus, the blood, you know, and, yeah. and it breaks, you know? Yeah. And I just thought about, even as he was screaming that he's screaming for his friend is his love, his, his savior. And even when he got up and was bleeding, if you notice they were hitting, but they started just hitting around them. And I was like, man, I just felt like that's the mercy of God. He's, mm. you know, that's like the Lord, like that's enough, you know, like right. that's how I felt watching it because they could have just kept hitting him while he was standing there and they just started beating stuff around him. And I was like, wow, mm. you know, but to see him not only do that, but then to have the strength, you know, how, yeah. how God strengthened him to go outside bleeding and like, Jesus loves you. And still, wow. you know, Oh man. Yeah. That was yeah, beautiful, man. man. It was like that moment of Christ being on the cross, you know, saying, yeah. forgive them for they know not what they do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Like, you know, I think a lot of times we forget what Jesus says. He says, take up your cross and follow mm. me. Right. It's not. And then there's that old, uh, 
him, you know, must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No, there's a cross for everyone. Mm. And there's a cross for me, right? And then he goes on after cross, after cross. And so to see him, uh, you know, to, to act in that way. And just like you said, like that, that you can very easily draw the connection between Jesus and what you're seeing is, is a true testimony of his Christianity, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of people putting that name on themselves saying, I'm a Christian. Well, Christian means to be Christ-like, right? Yeah. And this guy's life, you say, no, that makes sense. If he's supposed to be a Christian, if he's supposed to be Christ-like, you know, like I can see, I can see that it matches. It matches his lifestyle. Match- this makes perfect sense. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes like ba- because of what we've been taught, things that have been preached, you know, unfortunately in, in the West, you know, in particular in America, yeah, um, there's a disconnect, I think, from, you know, in, uh, with with American Christians and, and that kind of suffering. Right. And because, you know, a lot of what's preached is about ease and, you know, things, you know, getting, you know, better in your life as far as like, you know, peace, tranquility, prosperity mm-hmm. and all of that. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I When I look at that video, I just it saddens me on, on multiple fronts. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, your heart goes out to the man, but, but at the same time, you're, you're like, wow, you know, he, he overcame. That's a triumph. So you, at the same time, you feel good for him because he, yeah. he did what he was supposed to do in that moment. Yeah. But then, the, the, but then there's also, you know, a sadness when you think about the state of the church here and how far from that, you know, it, it seems that we are. That we so, are. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So powerful. No, and that, and that's that. While you were saying that, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, how many of us, you know, over here in our country, you know, those of you that may, you know, be in in different countries, you know, we we're in the United States, which I know many mm-hmm. of you know, but for those of us in this country, that's what I was thinking. Like, how many really, after taking a beating like that, well, first of all, in the midst of the beating scream out for the Lord and not want to take it into your own hands. Cause at the end mm. of the day, these were kind of like younger men, not to say that they couldn't overtake them. Cause it was a yeah. good amount of them, yeah. but you know, I've seen people online, you know, pastors and say, listen, that, you know, don't try me, try Jesus. And they be at the gun range, you know? <laughs> and so it's like, <laughs> right, you right. know, so it, so we do know that there are people that are in position to protect themselves from something like that, you know, especially something where yeah. somebody come in, they're not shooting at you right away. They're just trying to beat you. And if you're able to get to a gun, that's a possible, right. you know, like uh, how you say it, like a, a protecting yourself type thing. But it's like how many can just call on Jesus and rely on Jesus and not mm. go to that extreme and not only call on Jesus in the midst of that and trust him, but also after taking the beating like that, come out into the streets where you could possibly get beat mm. again because, you know, they still right there in the area. Mm. They could be like, Oh, you ain't learned. Oh, you ain't listening to nothing. We told you, you know what I mean? Like how right. many could really after getting beat, you know, say, you know, I'm running right into the street. This is the perfect time for me to go and preach. Or, mm-hmm. or, or would they say, um, what, you know, I'm going to sit here, somebody get me a rag and it's not, and that wouldn't be a bad thing for them to say that, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, I, somebody go grab me a rag. I'm bleeding from my head. Um, call the ambulance. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not nothing wrong with that, but to see him do the total opposite of that, 
yeah. and just go right back in the middle of war. That's like, that's like a, it's like embedded in them for real. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> like, listen, I'm, I'm, it's either the, you know, it's either preach or die type of situation. And, yeah. you know, you brought up a good point, man. And I want to get your thoughts on that. Um, you know, me being in church and and I think you've been in church longer than I have. Like, you know, I used to go to church with my aunt and my mom, but just being in church consistently for mm-hmm. me, I think uh, now it's been like 19 years mm-hmm. and just kind of being in church consistently for that long. And some of the things that I've seen, that's how I feel. It's like, man, I feel like we're real far from, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not saying everybody, cause there are, there are people that I believe that will stand tall in the midst of it. But as far as, as a whole, you know what, and and you being a pastor, you know, seeing what these preachers are preaching is not preparing them for somebody to run in that church and just go all out crazy. And you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so like, what's your thoughts on that? What, what do you think like in this day and time and, and not to say, not trying to ask you to say what uh, certain preachers should be, preaching but what really should be our focus you know especially with the times we living in and with the possible persecutions like these coming like you know what 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 would you think you know what how can i put it what what do you think our focus should be as a church and and with you being a pastor you know in leadership you know from a pastor's standpoint well well let me answer the question like this I, i had an experience um a few years ago maybe four or five years ago and um you know, this is, this is, you know, I'm still like, I'm a minister at a church and, you know, not the lead pastor or anything like that. Um, but, uh, you know, I had it on my heart to go out and witness in a area in Harlem, New York, where uh, it was a lot of drug use and a lot of, you know, like homelessness and, you know, not the safest part of the city. Um, mm. But we felt like this was a place where we wanted to go and love on the people, feed them, pray for them, talk to them about Jesus. And so we, we, we went like, you know, we, we, we just, uh, you know, put out some money together, bought some food, uh, me and my wife, friends of ours. And, um, one night we, um, we went out with, uh, some people who were from the church we were attending, um, Deacon was with us and, um, there was a man outside and he was like, yo, what are you doing? These people are on drugs, you know? this is my corner. <laughs> You're not going to be out here doing this out here, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, I, in that moment, I was like, I, I don't, I was like, are you threatening me? I was like, cause I don't, I don't really care. Like, like <laughs> we're not going anywhere. It's not your corner. It's God's corner. We're going to, we're going to witness. We're going to do what we're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, and so a long story short, you know, he, he um he backed down you know mm. and and you know we did what we we were doing um but later on the deacon who was with me um when we went to church uh the next day or, or it was it was like maybe the same week right yeah. later that week he got up and he testified he was like yo like you know christian he was out there and you know that guy threatened him and he he had so much faith in God that the guy was not going to kill him. That you know he just stood up and he, he did what he had to do. Mm. And I had to correct him. I said I was like, to tell you the truth, you know, I I don't know if the man would have killed me, right? Like I said, 
but I had made up in my mind that, you know, that, that wouldn't be a bad thing. You know, like, like I had made up in my mind, whatever the case, I was going to stand. And so to answer your question, it was so far from his mind, like, like suffering for the sake of, of the kingdom. It was not even something that occurred to him. He was like, he, he's standing, that Christian is standing there like that mm-hmm. because he knows God is going to keep him from being hurt. Yeah. Like, it, 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 like he had no concept of, like what Paul says, you know, to know him in the fellowship of his suffering, right? Like, to know, to know Christ in that way. Or like the apostles when they were beat and they were rejoicing because mm-hmm. they yeah. felt honored to be beat, right? Like there was no concept of of that way of thinking about Christianity, and yeah. it's not his fault, right? It, it's the the teaching that he got. I mean, it's just it's just the way. I mean, I, I guess you know, there's responsibility. He could read the Bible, he could meditate on it, whatever. But when you have a culture that's created yeah. where you know, pastor after pastor, not just one pastor, but like mm-hmm. like and and members and ministers, and I mean, just Everywhere you turn, you know, Christian Christianity is a path to, you know, a bed of ease. That's what they're telling yeah. you. Yeah. So it's a lot to overcome that, right? Yeah. And so and so I would say, yeah, like in the the pastors, people who lead the body of Christ, let's teach let's teach the truth about this thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, we talk, you you know, you and me, Trev, and and like certainly, um, you know, God has been good to us. He's blessed us in, in many ways. You know, yeah. um, when we look at where we come from, uh, you know, where we've been, the roads we've traveled, and how God has blessed us to see, you know, certain and hit certain milestones in our life. You know, I, I'm I'm very grateful. You know, but but at the same time, yeah. You know, if if we were to lose any of the things we've gained, right, and we, we got to be like, man. So long as I have Jesus, you know, I, like I have everything, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but you don't see that baked into the culture, you know, the Christian culture, especially. Sorry to say, like in you know, in the black church, that's the that's the you know, that's the that's where I grew up. That that's where I spend most of my time in that culture. Yeah. And and it seems like you know we've lost, we've lost that. Yeah, no, that's a fact. And I, and I always what I always think is very weird about, you know, being in, in church for the little bit of time that I have. What I think is very weird, too, is. Those things that are taught that are not really helping us to 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 build that boldness, and because you look in the book, of Acts, they were praying for boldness and all these different things, you know, for us to not. Yeah. And, and when I say us, I'm just saying, you know, obviously, maybe not individually, but, you know, as a body, you know, in some of the circles that we've been in, in churches or, or pastors that we may have met or seen or just seen online, um, for them to teach the things that they're teaching, what I feel so bad for the people about is if you really sit back and think about it, they're not happening for you, (laughs) you know? And that's, to me, that's very scary. And, you know, I've talked about it, addressed it in songs. You know, I remember one time in a song I said, you know, Granny did that 20 years ago. She's still waiting, you know, and, and I, you know, I know delayed, not denied. You got to have patience because these are the things they come back with. Yeah. Delayed, not denied. 
you know, it's like, nah, when, when the Lord says something, it, it, it happened when he said it was going to happen. Yeah. It, it, you know, and when you see that, you know, people are still listening to these messages, um, you know, that they've been hearing for the last 20, 30, 40 years. And even in what they're being taught is not even happening in their lives. That's why I try to encourage people, just just take a minute, breathe, sit back, and just really think about what's being said here. Mm-hmm. Like, when have you ever known God? I'm not saying it doesn't happen at all, ever, because people get inheritances, people mm-hmm. get blessed with finance. But how often do you know people that you know get hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars? That rarely happens. Mm-hmm. And if God does do something like that, it's for a reason. It's not just for you to go and buy some gold shoes and come down the aisle shouting the next Sunday. Nah, it's not, that's not what it's for. You know, a lot of times it's, you know, yeah, it might be a blessing to your family, but more than likely God is not giving that to you just for you, you know, but Mm. you don't, you don't see these things hardly happen at all. You don't hear people talk about hard work, investing, all these different things that you're going to need to do to really build up to something. Like it takes, you know, I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine today about that. I said, when you watch TV and you watch these videos, it's this image of it, to people is looking like people are getting rich fast and getting all this money fast and this and this and that. But mm. you know, there's like a, I think there's a, a study or a statistic where they said, I think the average millionaire in the United States, I believe, I'm, I don't think it's the whole world in the United States is 62. Wow. So these are people that built some type of wealth over time, probably from mm-hmm. investing, you yeah. know, you know, cause a lot saving is not going to really get you there unless you're just making a ton of money. Cause you're not earning any interest on your money in the bank or mm-hmm. whatever have you. So more than likely it's probably investing and doing a little stuff, maybe a 401k, but it took time, you know? So when you have preachers up, like just give this thousand and a thousand fold is coming and all that. It's like, nah, it's not, you know, God don't <laughs> even operate like that. So, you know, it is sad and unfortunate to see that because you're not building strength where you should be building strength. And, you know, when that rubber meet the road day happen, yeah, it's going to be hard for people to say, because this, and it, and it makes sense to me because it, for them to say, nah, this is not what I signed up for, or this is not what mm-hmm. I learned. It makes sense because it wasn't what they learned. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They didn't, they wasn't told a side of suffering. You know, they wasn't told what Romans 8 talks about, you know, suffering with the Lord. You know, everything was get ready, get ready. God is going to do for you and you and you know what I mean? And it's like, nah, this is when the rubber starts to meet the road. They Jesus said they hated me, so they're going to hate you, too. Mm -hmm. You know, and if they persecuted me, if they did things to me, they're going to do the same to you. If you claiming that you love me and you know me and. You know, I think, and that's why I wanted to talk to you and, and, and Pastor T, because, you know, being pastors of a church, yeah. you know, it's so important that we get the right messages to people. And we talk about it all the time, you know, some of the mm-hmm. different things we see. And it's really, really unfortunate, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah. you know, just speaking on that, um, something you said, you know, when, when you were out witnessing and, and the deacon was with you. Um, it reminded me of the documentary where I think the young lady, her father was killed. Um, and I think it was early on in the documentary, they had killed her father and her and her mother, they were talking to her and her mother. And I remember her mother saying how distraught she was, Yeah, but the little girl, she brought up Matthew 10 and 28, where it says, and fear not them, which kill the body, 
but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him, which is able to destroy both soul and body mm-hmm. in hell. And it seemed like that was a running theme through most of their lives. Like they had latched on to that. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah, yeah. You know, like I, th- I thought that was so powerful, man, because if your mindset and, and we know that it's the power of God that's going to help us be able to stand. But but that's what we do. We put we put the word down in our heart. You know, we that's how we build that strength. What does Romans, uh, I think, 10 and 17 says faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God, you know. So, yeah, man, I don't know, brother. I, I Yeah. I, when I when you got. No, no, I was just going to say, I, no, I was just for speechless for words, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like, you know, um, it, it, it's like I was I was uh, playing at a, at a church that, um, you know, it was a the Caribbean church and, and, you know, a lot of their songs, um, that they were like songs that they brought from, from, from home, right. Yeah. From back home that they used to sing in church. A lot of them, they talk about heaven, right. They talk about being tired down here and they, they want to go to heaven and rest or, you know, you know, goodbye world. I stay no longer a goodbye place. I, you know, I made up my mind. I'll, I'll go this way. Like the songs are a lot about, um, you know, um, being divorced from this world system and and really longing for for heaven right and yeah and and the reward that awaits on the other side right and, and just not what we talk about a lot here yeah right it's it's living it's all about living your your best life now and all you can get now and you know and it's so it's the scary part of it trev is that like you can find scriptures that speak the exact opposite of that way yeah. of thinking like you know jesus says to certain people uh you know you have your reward you have your reward yeah like it, it's that's chilling for jesus to say look you if if your life is really really good now and you heaping things to yourself and you know and you know he blesses you and you just hoarding it for yourself it's like you got you got it you, you mm-hmm. got your reward yeah. that's it you know and and to see so many people fixated on the benefits or the or the rewards down here and and how little we talk about you know uh, our crown right yeah how how little we talk about that i, I mean i think it was paul who said you know I, I ran a good race you know i finished my course you know now waits for me you know a crown you know, and and he says this after, you know, going through all the things he mentions in, you know, in his letters about how, you know, he's shipwrecked and beat and thrown into prison. And it was one time it looked like he was dead, right? They stoned him and thought he was dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he got back up and went back into went, the t- went, <laughs> and started preaching Ooh. again. You Man. get what I'm saying? And so and, and and he said, I know how to I know how to be you know, I know how to be, you know, satisfied, content when I have much, mm-hmm. when I have little, right? I can do all things through Christ. You know, this is the, this is the way of the believer. This is how it's supposed to be, yeah. right? We, we're supposed to, we're not, you know, yeah. If, 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 if things are going well and, you know, the money's coming in, wonderful. Like mm-hmm. if, if the money's not coming in, wonderful. Like our joy is not predicated on how much wealth we gain or lose or anything like that. 
Exactly. A joy is 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 in Christ, right? The joy of the Lord is our strength. And and so sometimes our joy unfortunately can be dictated by how much we have or how little we have or who likes us, who don't like us, who's talking about us, who you know, you know, a little bit of persecution come. And it's, it don't even have to be persecution for Jesus' namesake. You know, just yeah. like you might have done actually something wrong. You might, you know, come in late. We're like, why is she, why is she bothering me? Other people come in late too. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. you, but you're wrong. You came in late. You know? mm-hmm. so, you know, so you, you you know what I mean? So like these are the kind of little itty bitty things we, we think that we're facing persecution. It's, it's wild, you know, yeah. well, comparing that to what we see in the documentary. Yeah. over and over and over again it's 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 really it's really sad yeah and and i think that's where like when i sit and i just kind of just reflect on things i've seen things that i still see that that's one of the things that sit heavy on me is that some of the little you know and i don't want to call it necessarily you know make it like it's a little thing but sometimes it, it does be little things to set people off and turn them away from the church or you know what i mean sometimes it's yeah. really not something that serious and not to not to downplay what's serious to somebody else because i understand something that's serious to somebody else may not be as serious to me but there are mm-hmm. certain situations where you like like nah that, yeah. you know she rolled her eyes so you're not coming back like nah that's not that you know what I'm saying? Because when you was in the world, they rolled their eyes at you all the time. They talked about you. They tried to yeah. fight you. And you still yeah. kept going back to the same places. So <laughs> what's the difference now? You know what I mean? And right. and I think that's where I see a, uh, the, when I when I think about it, like I'm like, th- these situations are evident evidence that if, you know, somebody run up in the church and they got a shotgun on everybody, like who, who with Jesus and who not, mm. it's just going to be easier to say no if you haven't, you know, even built like a, mm. you know, a, a small foundation, like you, you have, right. I think once you start to, I think for me, what, what really started to help me on my walk as far as just kind of disconnecting from the world is just, I had to be honest with myself. And and, and I can't even say I was being honest with myself. Obviously it was the Lord revealing it to me through the mm. scriptures, but you know, he started to show me, there was nothing really good here, you know, outside of the things he has provided, because mm. that's a beautiful thing too, to be able to experience what we, what we're experiencing families, yeah. you know, um, having a, a house to live in, you know, you just having the, the, the new, the new addition to the family, like for us to have all of these joys provided by the Lord in such, in, in the midst of such a dangerous place, like, yeah. That's that's truly a blessing. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's mm. an awesome blessing, you know, but to be ignorant to what's outside of those parameters, it's just like with Job. Like it was chaos out like the enemy was right there. Like, ooh, mm. I want to just touch him. Like right, but right. <laughs> because God had this hedge around him, but it was so mm. dangerous all around on the outside of that hedge. Yeah. And I was telling a friend today, I said, think about this, brother, because we was talking about, you know, they had the thing at the concert where the people were trampled. Oh, um, yeah. You know, we talked about, remember Vegas when the guy shot into the crowd, the 500 oh, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yo, if you really sit and think about it, think about how dangerous it really is in this world just mm. just think about when you're on the highway to track the trailer some of them dudes ain't slept in a while some of mm. them trying to text like yo it's just so dangerous all around us at all times and look what god keeps us in the midst of 
Right. You know what I'm saying? But to be ignorant that those dangers are around, that's a that's a very dangerous thing. And that's what we see a lot of times in what's being preached. Mm. You know, it's like you're not being honest with these people. Yo, the world is is passing away. You know, God is still God. He's still providing. He's still keeping. We still having a great time in him. But listen, you you can't go outside that hedge. You playing around. You're going to get killed out there. Can you imagine, can you imagine, uh, like, you know, in the natural, being in the midst of a war and not being aware that there's a war going Ooh. on? And, and not just that, that that a war is going on, like you're on one of the sides. You're not like an innocent bystander person. Like you're a target in a war. Yeah. Right. And, and so for a Christian, like not to have the spiritual awareness to understand that we are in a war. Right. And, and, and that there is an enemy and he's seeking, to, you know, whom he may devour. Mm-hmm. And you are a target. That's that's that is very dangerous place to be. Yeah. Um, you know, we read, um, and I know you've mentioned it, you know, before, uh, on your podcast and stuff, like how the Bible says that, you know, saves the God of this world. Um, Ephesians talks about him being the prince of the power of the air mm-hmm. and how the whole world was under the sway of him, right? Like the whole world is under the sway of him. And unless your 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 eyes are open, you know, by, you know, the Holy Spirit, by Jesus coming into your life, you just go that way. And so everywhere you turn, there's like darkness in darkness. these people, yeah. right? And, and and you know, we've we've talked about like different you know television shows, and um, you know, we talked about you know um, Jamestown, mm-hmm. you know what happened there more recently in Jamaica. I don't know if you heard this um, story about a pastor in Jamaica who um, he was doing human sacrifices of of people. What? He, no, I got to yeah. look that up. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, man. Um, wow. So, so apparently at different points, this pastor was saying that he was, uh, you know, was God incarnate. And um, he, um, on a particular day, he was... Um, sacrifice and i think he maybe successfully sacrificed i think one person oh. the other person he was beginning to sacrifice uh somebody in the congregation like ran and got the authorities and and the police came and the police were firing shots and people from the church were firing shots back at the police oh i man. mean just just wild i think they eventually got the pastor in custody Somehow they're saying the pastor died in in the police vehicle, but then the members are saying no way he's dead. He's you know he he performed miracles. He's he's alive. So these people like wow. really really yeah. I mean when you get a chance, you know you can Google it and check it out. But the whole point is that you know, like there's there's darkness on levels that you know you can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. Really. There's darkness that exists that we can't even imagine. And we're in an even worse state if we're not aware that, you know, that these dangers exist. Yeah. And if you call yourself a Christian, you know, the warfare is, is being fought. And and the, I think we think that when we think of warfare, you know, we, we might think of the danger only being like physical harm to our bodies. Yeah. 
but the enemy, you know, he can fight you with a measure of slumber, right? And ease. Mm -hmm. Like you just, you have everything easy and he just, you know, just woo you to sleep. Yeah. You know, just so long as you don't tell anybody about Jesus, don't, you don't have to read your word. You don't have to, you know, be praying or interceding for anyone, you know, you know, just, just relax, (laughs) you know, just relax. That's warfare. (laughs) You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? That's also warfare. It don't have to be wild and crazy. You just mm-hmm. rock you to sleep. You yeah. know, it, it's it's wild, man. No, it definitely is, and and it's very scary. And you know, I'm thankful for you know brothers like you, Pastor T, yeah. and some other brothers I know that you know the, the focus is you know let me let me tell you the truth. You know, mm. um, God, he, he you know he said he would supply you know, all of our needs, he would take care of our needs. He didn't say our luxuries, but you know, mm. if you, if you got the money to get you some luxuries, God bless you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But that ain't, you know, that's not what this life is about. The life is about, you know, focusing on him and, you know, learning what his will is for your life. And even what you had brought up about, you know, mm-hmm. being content, like I was saying to somebody recently, and, and that's what, some of it lies in is is the contentment because mm. if you're content in the Lord, and I think why people are scared to have this conversation, and, and when you start preaching in church, people they start getting tense because they think contentment means you putting a ceiling over your head, mm. but that's not what it is. It's it's being at peace at where you are in God, whether I'm a base or whether yes. I'm a bound. Yes. I'm cool. It doesn't matter. I'm Jesus or nothing. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If if somebody knock on the door and they got all, uh, some money for me, praise God. If somebody come and I got to give my last pray, I'm content, you know, yes. but people get afraid of that because when they hear the word content, they think that you, you're trying to crush what they believe in God for and what, or what they try. To, it's like, no, but contentment will make you say, if I don't get that, or if God tell me like, nah, I don't want that for you. Just like mm. with Jesus. And I always bring it back to Jesus in the garden. I always think of that scripture. Cause I used to always hear preachers say, you know, that's, I think it's Psalm 37 and four that, you know, if you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires mm. of your heart. And, it seemed like it's always preached from a standpoint of if you do, if you get straight with God, all the things you ever desired, you mm. want, you, you know, I mean, you'll get, but to me, what I've learned about that scripture from seeing Jesus in the garden was that once you delight yourself in the Lord, once you become content, satisfied mm. in him, his desires become your desires. Mm-hmm. So now you could say, yo, I want you to take this cup away, but nevertheless, however, not my will be done. That's, that's the place we want to be. It's that's not to say that mm. some things we believe in God for, he's not going to do, but if, if he's not going to do it, we want to be mature enough that when he tell us, we don't throw a tantrum and walk off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's contentment. Yes. That's like, Oh Lord, you know better than me. It ain't no thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't need it there. You know, I ain't even going to ask nothing else about it, you know, <laughs> because I trust you like that. I I understand, you know, what's best for me better than I do. And that's the thing that I think I see that we, you know, we don't teach enough of. It's like, listen, you know, understand where you are. It's not going to be here forever or there would be no need for a new earth. It it wouldn't be no need for it. Mm. You know, if, if this was going to stay here forever, yes. Enjoy yourself. Yes. Go on vacation. If you got it, but don't make that you know, don't make that the end all be all of your life here. Don't, don't feel like because you can't do certain things, you still not winning, especially if you're in Christ, 
you yeah. know i always think about the the matrix the movie you know i always mm. bring this part up because it blew me away that time when he said when he when i think it was morpheus talking to neo he said you know this is what you see but this is how it really is. And everything was just desolate. It was just yeah. like, that's how the world really is. It's like, you see this, but what you can't see is this is what's happening to it. It's dying, mm. you know? And, 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 and I mean, if you really pay attention, you could just see how everything is acting, nature, people, you could see that it is, you know? Yeah. But when you have these preachers out here, like, Oh, get ready. And God going to do this. And, and then the sad thing is, in that preaching, what you'll get out of that is if your life isn't going a certain way, if you don't have certain things, you're not blessed. And mm. I think that's what's really killing a lot of people. <laughs> Be, you yeah. know? Yeah, I was in the book of James this week. And uh, when you read that first chapter of James, well, the context of the book of James, he's writing it. Uh, you know, he says to the 12 tribes who are in the dispersion. So this is a time where the church is persecuted. And they scattered from Jerusalem, right? That things are, you know, a bit dangerous. They've they've had to leave and up leave, uproot and leave and go to different parts of the world. And James goes on to say, "Count it all joy when you call when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have its perfect mm. work, making you complete, yes. you know, in all ways." And so, what James is 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 actually saying is when difficulty comes our attitude should be like we embrace it mm -hmm. and we see it as an opportunity for god to perfect us that should yeah. be the way we look at things and mm -hmm. and so for us to be taught that like oh when you know you know things should be going smooth for you and if it's not or if you don't have a whole bunch of money something wrong with you you're not save you're not right with god and blah blah, blah. it's like completely opposite yeah. of what the bible is saying i mean now look sure that you, you're going to have christians who are facing difficulty really because you know they're making bad decisions exactly. right? and you can have some people who just you know they're not working you know they're not using their hands to work and to do right and, and you know bible says ask seek and knock you don't just you know, yeah. expect God to rain it down from heaven. But he says, ask, seek, and knock. He told the children of Israel they're going to have the promised land. But they still had to fight wars, right? Mm -hmm. They still had to go into the land yep. and actually do some fighting. Yep. Now, when they, when they did fight, right, God multiplied their efforts, right? They did what they can't do only in, the, in their regular strength. Mm -hmm. But they still had to apply themselves, right, to, yeah. to doing things. So you have, so you have people who... Um, you know, who who just expect God to do everything for them and when it doesn't happen, you know, then they they face difficulty. We're not talking about the difficulty as a result of bad decisions, mm -hmm. laziness, uh procrastination, and that kind of thing. Yeah. But but we're talking about the persecution like that comes to those who are, you know, are taking a hit for their stance, right? for the gospel. You go into work, people know what you're about. And so they don't want to be friends with you. Right. They, they try to sabotage you really because not because you've done anything wrong, not because you're acting like you're better than anybody else. They just feel, you know, maybe they, they feel, uh, you know, intimidated, you know, by your standard of excellence and, and how you carry yourself that, that happens, right? Like you, you might not feel any ill will toward anyone, 
yeah. at your job. And you might face persecution just because a person just, you know, they 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 feel intimidated by how you carry yourself, right? Or and the Bible talks about that. Jesus says, Blessed are them that, you know, when, when men shall revile you, do all manners of evil against you when they when they testify against you like falsely they're lying mm-hmm. on you and stuff like that these things will happen right and, and when you are you know living for the lord and persecution comes like that james says look count it all joy right count yeah. it all joy that thing is making you right it's making yeah. you better mm-hmm. so we gotta we gotta we gotta we gotta teach people really to embrace that and yeah. and i and i like how you you kind of alluded to the fact that the way things are moving in this nation, that conversation needs to be had, right? Mm-hmm. Conversations need to be had because, um, you know, we can talk about the vaccine and, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying anyone should take it or not take it, but whatever it is um, that you do, if you're a Christian, you, you need to be following the Holy spirit. Yeah. And, if the Holy Spirit tells you to take the vaccine, you know, uh, whatever comes with taking the vaccine, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have to endure that and ask God to not help you navigate that. And now on the flip side, if you feel, you know, conviction, heavy conviction not to take the vaccine, well, we can see quite naturally some of the things that are coming up the pike to make life more difficult for you. Yeah. And if, if that if that takes place, you're going to need God, right? You're going to need to lean into your faith and trust him, right, to carry yeah. you through that. So so at the end of the day, we need to be teaching people, look, <laughs> this is a time <laughs> like no other time that we've seen. <laughs> and if you're not anchored in the Lord, and if you can't look at trials as an opportunity to grow and to be perfected, you know, you're going to struggle. You know, yeah. you're in a struggle. Yep. No, that's, and, and, and that's, you know, the thing that I, you know, I just be trying to encourage people when I have a conversation with them, you know, mm-hmm. like, listen, you know, life is good and enjoy your life, but, but don't be ignorant to where you are mm-hmm. and don't be ignorant to whose you are, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and continue to trust in him. Don't, you know, don't believe your natural eyes, you know, like, yeah. you know, run everything through the Holy Spirit, you know, like mm. my, my, you know, one of my favorite scriptures, I don't even like to say favorite, but one of the scriptures that I have to constantly remind myself is, you know, cause there's a bunch of them. That's my favorite, but you know, that I have to constantly remind myself is, you know, lean not to my own understanding, but acknowledge yeah. God in all my ways, mm. you know, because it could be a split second. Sometimes people will pressure you and make you feel, oh, you got to make this, this decision right now. You know, yes. and then it's like, nah, nah, you got to give me a minute. Oh, well, it mm-hmm. ain't for me then. I'm, I'm straight. Yeah, I'm good. Exactly. You know, like, nah, I got, you got to give me a minute to acknowledge the Lord because mm-hmm. I need to be led in my decision making, you know, yeah. because if he's promised me that he's going to lead me and guide me in the right way, then what better to to take the time off to let him say what he got to say and exactly. lead me how he feels I should be led. And that's the thing I've been screaming. It seemed like, you know, sometimes I almost feel like I'm, that's all I'm kind of saying, you know, with the eat up Mondays or sometime on a podcast, but that's what it really boils. Like you have to acknowledge God, like in all your ways, like you really have to, with the smallest of things, you know, like, Lord, what should I do here? Especially if it's like, you know, something that's going to alter your, your life or, 
you know, mm-hmm. is going to change, you you know, your, your pattern or life significantly or even just slightly. You know, yeah. you have to acknowledge the Lord in all of it, man, because with the way things are going now, you know, it's the things that you can't see that you got to worry about. And that's why, you know, mm. when people are sending me all these videos and yo, they doing this and this is happening. I'm like, if you understand spiritual warfare or if you understand the devil, it's not about what you see that you got to be mm. worried about. It's about what you don't see. You know what I'm saying? Boy, like, oh, they man. threw up the devil sign and all that. Yo, that might be true. And and yeah, they seem to be to be on that side of things. But them yeah, ain't the ones I'm worrying about. It's the people that I that you know that I can't see that standing behind them that you got to really be worried about. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that's that's something that we have to continue to encourage the saints. Is like, man, listen, you know know where you are. Don't be ignorant to where you are. Don't be ignorant to what this world really is. You know, stop Mm. quoting scriptures, applying them to the world that don't apply to the world. You know, if my people that are, well, he didn't say if the word, he said my people. So Mm -hmm. he's talking to his people, you know, so he's not talking to like, he's not saying if all y'all go and pray and all that, I'm going to change how the world is. You know, he's talking about their situations, their land, where they are. And, you know, and I, and I was, you know, when I talk about that, I was like, he was, if you think about it, he was answering something that was asked in chapter six, you know, mm. not to say that it doesn't still apply to us as his people today in mm. our spiritual, in our natural situations, but trying to, to, to put that and make it as a, as he's talking about the whole entire world. That's not who he was talking to, mm. you know? And that's why I'm always reminded of John 17 when Jesus was like, yo, I pray not for the world, but you know what I'm saying? Right, right. That's powerful for him to say that. Now, we don't know who belonged to the Lord that we haven't met yet. That's why we go out and witness. We don't go out and witness and be like trying to think like, I don't know if you belong to the Lord. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's like, no, we witness to everybody because we don't know who's who. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, we, we cannot be ignorant to where we are because once the heat begins to turn up and people have the evidence of what you believe in and, you know, you know, who you claim as savior, you know, what we've seen in the documentary, you know, and it's already happening. It's, it's happening in little segments, but we seen the older guy on the train got bust in the head, mm. bleeding everywhere. Um, you know, there's been other incidents, you know, people, I mean, look, let's, even if it's not violence, look at, look at some of these areas where the police was calling and, and the preachers was arrested. Mm. That's a part of it too. Yeah. You know, it's just not even just the physical beatings. It's just the fact that now you got to go to court, you going to jail, no telling what's going to happen when you get to the jail. Like all Mm. of these things we got to trust the Lord through. And that's why I wanted to talk to you guys. And, you know, I I had meant to mention it earlier. I don't know if I did, but um, for those of you that are listening, Pastor T, one of the reasons why he wasn't able to come on because he and his family were feeling a little under the weather. So please keep them in prayer as well, you know, but that's why I wanted to talk to these two brothers, man, is because, you know, I know that, you know, pastoring, it can't be easy, you know, Mm -hmm. because you want to go out there and and say what does say of the Lord, you know, um, all the time, you know what I mean? You don't want to, because sometimes you could be up there preaching and it just seemed like, oh man, you know, 
you see all these other different churches and everybody they shouting and they running yeah. and just see like yeah. it's a part and I ain't against dead. I used to do all that running around church all that stuff <laughs> like yo you should be that excited about the Lord I mean we, if anything if we, if we wasn't gonna get hurt you, we should be jumping out the window if that's the case <laughs> you know what I'm saying but I always say that can't be the that can't be the word though like that like that can't be what we take as the word. Like I, I've seen preachers come in and man, I, I used to know this one preacher, he come in, when he come in the door, he'd be shouting through the double doors and everybody mm-hmm. start going sick. He start standing on chairs, but yo, he might not say one scripture. That's mm-hmm. what I have a problem with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yo, we should be excited. We should be dancing and, and, and happy about the Lord, but it can't be, you know, you mean no word. We don't, we don't discuss <laughs> anything about the scriptures. That's very dangerous because now what we just did becomes we substitute that for, for hearing what God has to say. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's very dangerous, but I commend you, man. And, and pastor Matthews, man, just, you know, for, for taking on that mantle and just, you know, out here, you know, ministering to the people out on the streets, witnessing. And, you know, yeah. because I don't think people realize how dangerous it is. And, and think about it. This, once again, we said it, this documentary is 11 years old. So how much crazier has it gotten in those areas, yeah. you know, um, up until now? And and how much crazier has it gotten here from back then? Yeah, I was um I was doing some research uh, actually um, a few months back, and uh, you know, there's a ministry called Open Doors, um, and they track uh, Christian persecution all around the world, and it was saying mm. that the pandemic in some areas has been sort of a catalyst for even greater persecution in some parts of the world you'd have um you know because you know when the lockdowns began um you know people couldn't go to work and stuff like that and so in countries um you know some muslim nations um uh, you know they would start to distribute food and and supplies to people because they were not able to go to work but they would leave christians out of that distribution oh wow Right. So nobody can work and, and, you know, the government has food and resources and delivering it, but they're not delivering it to Christians. So, yeah, we, you know, we've had situations like that. Um, and and other metrics that they use seem to indicate, you know, that that persecution is continues and it, and it continues to grow. So documentary might have been, you know, 11 years ago, but we're still seeing, you know, that stuff going on you know, all, all around the world. So, yeah. And it's heavy. And it's, and it's, and like I said, he, you know, I've seen, you know, videos where, you know, like I said, certain countries, you know, like my friend was saying that, that they banned the Bibles where they burned all the Bibles up. And, but, you know, once again, it confirms the word, you know, your word have I hidden down in my heart, mm-hmm. you know? And that's yeah. why when you have with, with us, especially being in America in the time that we are in, mm-hmm. you know, you know, we need to be getting the word in this like never before, whether that's yeah. the, the audio on the phone or reading, because look, we didn't think the pandemic, we didn't think this was going to happen. Yeah. So we can't take for granted that we'll always be able to pick up our Bibles Yeah. or be able to listen yeah. to the Bible app on the phone. We don't know if the Bible app going to be banned one day, <laughs> you know, because these devices, they can shut everything down. They can take apps off, do, you know, do whatever. Oh, so. You know, we and then I know we coming down to the to the to the hour, but we um, 
And we got to keep this conversation going, man. I, I definitely, mm-hmm. hopefully, Pastor mm-hmm. Matthews will join us on this next one. Hopefully, the next the next podcast episode because because it it's a couple more things, a little more I want to dig into too. But you know, we, you know, when you was talking about Peter, I thought about the the, the Indian brother again, the Indian pastor. Remember when they mm-hmm. stoned Peter and he just got right back up. Paul, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I said Peter Paul when yeah, he stoned yeah. him, and you know he was locked out for a minute. And he just got yeah, right back up. yeah. But, but he did what this guy it's like the same spirit exactly. like when you was talking about that exactly. I said, Man, they, that's the same spirit because paul he got right back up and just went right back in the city yo they yeah. stole paul and dragged him out probably by yeah. his legs and everything like he knocked out they dragging him man he wakes up he didn't go running somewhere else. he said oh i'm going back in there you know? yeah <laughs> Man, that's how the Indian brother he is like. Oh, yeah. I forget the pastor today. He's like, man, I'm going outside, man. blood yeah. blinking in his eye and everything. I know his that's wife it, was like, man. oh, you going hard? Because if you look at the video when they first ran in, she was trying to like, you know, you could see them pass her in the hallway. She was so afraid. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like she probably man after after he finished, she probably like you believe in Jesus for real, like you know, <laughs> like, you know we. He probably looked at her like, sweetie, it's all the way or nothing. Like, we going, that's you it. know? Like, that's it. You know, man. but you know what? That's a blessing because even for mm. his family, because sometimes, and, and and maybe your family might believe you because your family kind of know you, but and maybe not all the time. Maybe your immediate family because they see, right. you, you know, the conversations you have, the different things. But when people see that, they're like, oh, okay. He's yeah. not just talking. You know what I mean? Exactly. He bought that life, you know, he bought the Jesus life. And and that's what he said in there. He said, Listen, I'm going, they're gonna have to kill me. Like, you know, mm. then he started singing this little song. I was like, Oh, I yeah. just cried, man. I just just watching mm. that documentary. I just it was different moments. I cried, like, you know, this is mm. what it's about. And 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 you know, it it you know, it kind of made me think of some things just even in, in my own, you know, walk with the Lord and just that that boldness. And, you know, and not saying that I've been in a situation where I back down, but just being at that point where you're ready for whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like making sure that you're strong in the word like that, like really communing with God like that. Yeah. It made me think about a lot of different things. Yeah, man. You know, it, 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 it made me think about a lot. They, I think in the beginning of the documentary, they quote uh, Polycarp, uh, one of the old, um, church fathers when they were trying to get he was like an older um christian leader in the first century like really close to like where the apostles lived i think he was one of one of the disciples of the apostles yeah and so when you study church history you hear about polycarp and they had come to take him and they wanted him to renounce christianity and he was like look you know he he named them a certain amount of years. I forget how many years he said. I've you know I've walked with the Lord for this amount of years, and He's never let me down. How can I abandon Him? How can I abandon Him now? You know I'm just not going to. And and that's and that's just it, right? It's just like when 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 the relationship with Jesus. I, this is why I love, and I'll be coming to the end. I'm trying to. No, 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 up. no. Go ahead, make that point, man, because I feel it. <laughs> <laughs> but this is why I love. This is why I love First uh, John. First of all, I love everything that the. I mean, I love the the whole Word of God. Yeah, yeah. But 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 John the Apostle holds a, a really special place in my heart. Um, and when I read First John, 
and he talks about, he's like, look, I'm about to tell you things that I've seen with my eyes, a touch with my hands. Like, I know Jesus. Mm. And John says it just like this. He says, look, if you, if you, if you hate your brother, if you have hate in your heart for your brother, and you say you know and love God, you're a liar. Like, he's like, the truth is not in you. Like, I know, he's like, John is like, I know him and I love him. Mm-hmm. You're not going to make up lies about him. You're not going to get me to, you know what I'm saying, to, to turn against, because I have a relationship with him. Like, I, that, he is my master. He's my Lord. He's my friend. He's my protector. He's my comfort. He's my advocate. He's my counselor. He's everything to me. And so, and so you see in the video, in the in the documentary, when this guy is going through what he's going through, you sense that, yeah. right? And then he was also another lady in the documentary, and it was asking like, "Is it gonna be, is it gonna be um, Christianity or the Quran? Right? Is it gonna be Christ or the Quran?" Mm-hmm. And it's just like, "It's gonna be Christ." And she knows, like these women, they know exactly what that means for their yeah. life, mm-hmm. and it's just like. I, I how can I how can I deny him like you know I, that's like me denying my wife you know it's yeah. like I know I know her like mm-hmm. I can't front like that's that's the one I'm going to be with that's who I'm rocking with like yeah. you know you're not going to get me to abandon her like and that's <laughs> the same thing with Jesus like we got to get to a place where you know, like our relationship with him is so firm so solid that you know that nothing you know and so when those moments come it'll be a no brainer. It's like, what are you talking? You talking crazy. Of course I'm not going to let go of Jesus. Exactly. You can have at it. You can do what you want, but there's there's no way, you know? Exactly. Why, why leave the one that not only forget about, he never left me, but he he found me, he rescued me, you know, like, you know, (laughs) you know, the Sunday they had me talk a little bit about my time being at the church and some of the things I was encouraged about. And I just Mm. talked a little bit about how I got there. And, you know, for for me to lose my mind between 99 and 2001 and kind of be pretty much gone, you know, almost two years, like not really being my right mind. Like mm. there was nights, you know, and I thought about it the other day, like the, the day after um, service, which uh, we, it was on Monday. I thought about the times like, listen, I had a car. I had somewhere to stay. You know, I was out there running and making a little bit of money. But I was bugging so hard. I remember sleeping downtown Bridgeport at the old bus terminal. This is when the buses used to go there. But I remember mm-hmm. sleeping down there on the bench overnight because I was bugging. And all types of people used to be out there overnight and doing crazy mm-hmm. stuff. And God kept me. You know, I remember wow. walking to the park, praying and crying, parking my car on one side of Bridgeport, walking all the way to the other side, crying. People passing mm-hmm. by that know me, see me, you know, just crazy things like when I finally got saved and he healed my mind, like these are experiences that you could never take away from me. Like God was there when yeah. nobody else was there yet. My mother was praying for me, the church that she, you know, she been now probably almost 40 years. I seen the scriptures in my room and in the drawer and how they were touching the green. So I thank God for all of them. And I told him in the past, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So you had people that was praying for me and all that, but most of the people that was so-called my friends and some of my cousins and all of them, Yo, they wasn't messing with me, you know, and and I and I said it also in one song that it came a point, and I knew this for a fact because it was told to me that a couple of my friends that was supposed to be close with me, friends that I did music with in the world before, you know, um, you know, all of this, you know, me getting saved and all that, yo, they was gonna kill me, 
Oh, wow. Because I was bugging so hard. They like, that's not Trev no more. Trev gone. Mm. You know, and God said, nah, I got no, I got other plans for you. So, wow. like, why, why, why turn my back on him? Mm. Like, he was there. I used to be walking late, four in the morning, all around Bridgeport, bugging. And, you know what I'm saying? And God yeah. watched over me the whole time. And I know mm. it couldn't have been nobody but him. You know, yeah. me running up on people saying crazy stuff. And this is when Bridgeport was super bad. You know what I mean? Like mm, 60 yeah. murders, 40-something murders. Like it was, you know, and, and for some of you that's out there listening, that might not sound like much. It might be like, but in Chicago, but when you think of the population numbers, yeah, the the, yeah. the population, you know, according to those numbers, it that was considered pretty like being in Chicago, you know, right. at the time. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, man, like, I, I, how can I turn my back on him? He was there for me when, man, it was a point one time, you know, it, outside of my mom, it was really nobody else, really, mm. you know? And I, and it's always kind of funny, and I know we're we getting ready to close, and I'm going to let you share some final thoughts, but I it's funny because I still have the slippers. You know how everybody walk around in Nike sandals and yeah. all that stuff? Now, listen, I had a pair of Reebok sandals. I still got them now. 20 years later, I held on to them. Wow. I used to walk around in these sandals bugging. Yo, back then, they said, Trav, crazy. He walking around in slippers and look at everybody today walking around. <laughs> but that was, yo, that was one of the points that they really used to drive home. Look at Trav. He walking on the highway with his slippers like, you know, because one time I started to walk on the highway. I'd never forget my cousin said that. Like, Trav, like, you know, he in the slippers. Look at it. Like, she was talking to somebody else. And it's mm. like, yo, everybody walk around in them now. You know what right. I'm saying? Maybe, maybe I just was on this side. Even you though were I was ahead of your time. <laughs> you know, like oh, if I walk man. around in them right now, I go to just, yo, nobody don't say nothing. But right, back right. then, it was like, oh, he crazy. He walk around in slippers, you know? <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> yeah, but now nah, God is good, man. We gonna definitely if if you know if you guys have time, I know you guys are busy with the church, you know, yeah. uh, family, new, you know, both of you got newborns, um, uh, that just joined the family. Congratulations again on that. But Thank I'm you. hoping to get you brothers back on for this next episode to oh. dig a little bit deeper, you know. But yeah, sh share some final thoughts, man, and and Lord willing, we gonna definitely have you back on. Hopefully, this next episode. Yeah, no, I am just encouraged to, you know, to have fellowship with brothers like you and, and like T, uh, brothers who understand, you know, you know, it, you know, to the best of our, our, our limited, you know, ability to understand, but what this thing is all really about, you know, yeah. we can be able to look at it, you know, look into the word and prayerfully ask God to reveal things to us. And when we look at the word and we look at this documentary that we were talking about today, love costs everything. Mm. If, if you, if you haven't watched it, those who are, are listening, you know, go ahead and check it out. It, it's on um, Amazon prime. It really uh, was a blessing to our lives. I think yes. it's going to bless your life as well. But when you look at the word of God and you, and you compare it to the documentary, I mean, it, they, their lives make sense, right? In light of scripture, it makes sense. It makes total sense. And maybe there's somebody who's listening to this and, you know, you, you, you're a Christian and you feel like, you know, you just, there's that connection is not there. Or maybe you're going through like a dry spell spiritually. You just don't have the joy of the Lord and, you know, so forth and so on. Maybe you need to reexamine mm -hmm. some things, you know, maybe, maybe some of that, you know, misinformation, that's a popular term now, but some, yeah. some of that misinformation, 
in the church, you know, or from church circles that you've come up in, uh, maybe that that you you've gotten some of that inside your heart, mm-hmm. and you know, and that's what's contributing to to you feeling cold because they set unrealistic expectations and really expectations that the Bible doesn't set, right? But if you return back to the scriptures, if you take a look at a documentary like this one, and you know, and you begin to meditate and, and bring it before the Lord. I'm sure that 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 some of you listening, you know, there are going to be some things you're going to have to repent of and ask God to reshape and and reprogram your mind, yes, and 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 have it be conformed to 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 what God wants. But the 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 documentary was a it was a absolute wake up call and a blessing to my life. I'm so glad, uh, Trev, that you you know you you highlighted it to me. You said, "Hey, man, you think you should check it out?" and I was absolutely blessed by it, blown away. But yeah, we have to count it all joy when we fall into diverse temptation, knowing that the trying of our faith works patience. And when God is working that patience in us, he's trying to make us perfect. He's trying to make us better. It's not to hurt us, it's to help us. Amen. So, And so, you know, we just got to expect it and, you know, and embrace it. Amen. 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 And I'm not even going to add on to that. You know, you heard what Pastor Rose said. You know, definitely we have to accept it and embrace it, man, and and know that he has our best interests at heart. And as long as we stay faithful to him, he said, listen, abide in me and I'm going to abide in you. Okay. Um, so that's what we're going to do. And then once again, I thank you, Pastor, for joining me. You know, we, we chop it up on, on, you know, on our own time, you know, you, I, T, and some of the other brothers. So I'm always encouraged by that. But it's always a blessing yeah. to have you guys up here. So, mm-hmm. you know, some of the people can hear some of the conversations that we have and the perspectives that God has given us, you know, on these different things. And, you know, once again, I just pray that we will continue to do that. So, guys, I will be leaving in the description of the YouTube video where you can reach out to Pastor Rose, where you can check out the Bible study that he does on YouTube, some of the other things that he has going on, some of his awesome gospel albums. For those of you that don't know, he's a songwriter, a singer beautiful songs, Christ-centered songs, songs that when you listen to, they're going to minister to your heart, plant the word down in there, you know, so please check, you know, check him out in the description, check out all of the different links that's going to be in there. I believe, matter of fact, I know it's going to be a blessing to your life. So until the next time, guys, we hop on the podcast together. Shalom. Amen.